Kill him, guys! Oh, oh yes! Woo! Yo! What up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and his name is Dylan Gray! Dylan Dylan Buttons! Might be a little bit of copyright there. I don't know. That's a hundred percent copyright. What? Yeah, dude. For what? His name is John Cena. <laughs> That's fine. Hello, welcome. Can you hear me well? Yes, I hear you great. All right, perfect. How do I sound? Don't. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> don't say. It. You sound about as bad as you look, brother. <laughs> Very squirrelish. Wow, he's really drinking that beer today. Dylan's hammered right now. I wouldn't say hammered. Just kidding. Those alcoholic slushies, though. Delicious. They really encourage you to not drink and drive, so don't do that, guys. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We are here in the beautiful area. Of Central Wyoming. Oh, wow. Smashing. Smashing. Here in the beautiful Toddster household. Before we get to why I am here in beautiful Central Wyoming, we're going to backtrack into our finish of our season at Big Kansas Outdoors. This is all Dylan. I, I already backtracked. That is true. <coughs> um, So we had... Since the last podcast, we had about two weeks of spring snow juice hunting, and it was a little up and down after our start. Our start was very good. We killed 40 on no wind and frost. We killed another 40 running traffic in a sunflower field. (laughs) And then the day after that, we killed 81. Very good day. Wow. And then the weekend. I remember Dylan talking to me about single digits for a day or two. Yes. We had a few days off where we had no clients. But no skunks. No skunks. A few days off, no clients. We got very cold, um, like temps that didn't even break freezing. Our big roost that was holding like 60,000 snow geese froze. They all left. Rousing. And then our clients came in, and we had some slower hunts, um, some tough, tough, tough days. And then as those clients were leaving, we had some pretty good migration days, pushing birds back in. And then our last week of season was pretty decent, like consistently right around the 35 to 40 mark. We didn't have huge numbers of geese to make massive piles. But we were hunting like 2,000 birds, but they were all a lot of juvies and a lot of rosties, so they were all playing pretty nicely. And we were able to capitalize on what we had. And then our very last hunt um, was by far the most geese I'd seen. I shouldn't say by far, but it was... They were coming off two different roosts. Some were coming off the refuge. We had a little refuge flight. We had 
the close roost flight. Um, and we had a pretty good, pretty solid hunt, um, given that, like I said, we were only hunting 2,500 birds. If these pockets would have been bigger, we would have been putting up massive piles. But we just didn't have a shit ton of geese around. But our weather got consistent by the end. And our geese got consistent. And we were able to have some pretty, pretty solid hunts. Pretty, pretty solid hunts, he says. And here's a topic. Oh, God, here we go. I'm back, guys. I just had to listen to Dylan talk about his two weeks that I was had nothing to do with. And while I was just getting fat, drinking beer, and probably <laughs> getting a little bit wasted here and there. <laughs> We're going to try and um, get at least one or two snow juice guys on in the next couple episodes. That's not every time cool. We are? Yes. Oh. I already talked to, to me. <laughs> I already talked to Mikhail. Mikhail's in. All right. And Mikhail's got some funny fucking stories. Yeehaw. That would be good for this podcast. Pleasure to talk to snow juice. So, snow deuce in particular, full body, smaller spread, or socks, big spread. Are you asking me? I am. I think it's all scenario kind of things. I mean, obvious. Are you talking like the United States? Because you guys up in Canada run 20 dozen Dave Smiths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Canada. Canada, I'm taking a small, you know, full, but even a small full body. So when I say small, I'll, you know, fifty dozen, okay, full bodies versus a hundred and I think it was a hundred thirty dozen socks. There's so many different variables, in my opinion, with snow geese. Actually, in everybody's opinions, there's a lot of variables. It goes from <clears throat> your weather. Um, that's probably your most important thing. The type of geese you have, Rossies, Juvies, adults. There's all those scenarios that are always going to be there. Um, it depends on your location. Like if you're hunting an X feed, X meaning you're right on the spot, or if you're running traffic next to the X feed. Right. Or if your birds have been bouncy kind of thing. Like, for example... Say your birds have been in there for a day, bounced out one, fed somewhere else for a day, come back, fed there in the morning, went to the other feed in the afternoon. I mean, all those are different variables. Another one is the other the amount of pressure, what everybody else is kind of doing. Um, and then on top of that, you could put out all the little wing flappers, all that other shit. Yeah. Which is, it's all... All of those are all dependent, and I think that is all out there because there's no consistent way of shooting snow geese. Yeah. There's really no consistent way of shooting even lessers or, you know. There are the ways that when you, birds are really pressured that you could help by running, like, example, a fully flock spread or we'll get real dramatic, a stuffer spread. Yeah. Like, those are... Those make a huge difference when you have pressured birds. Now, when the spring snows, when they're coming back up, I don't know how long they're necessarily in in each area. I don't know if they're there for two weeks, maybe right. a week, push. So it all is different. And it kind of, it seems like lately, 
the new thing is running a really big sock spread even if you are on the X and having a really good edge hiding. And edge hiding them. Yep. Um heck I did that even in Canada earlier, but in this uh in the fall and it worked really good. But you can't run socks well you can. You can run sock spreads when it's not windy, but it doesn't look very good. Right. So that's an example of when you should probably run a full body spread yep. with a banger hide. Yep. Like a, that's to me is when the numbers can hurt you if there's not enough movement in that spread. Yeah. I will say given the opportunity, if there is a edge, I'm fucking I'm nice. tasting that fucking edge hide. Oh yeah. It don't matter what the situation is. If it's either lay in the socks or edge hide it with full bodies or run a sock spread off the edge, I'm hunting the edge. Okay. Give the me only, that hide. Okay, what if the wind's wrong then? Are you still going to run that hide? you going to shoot in like, the ass? In my face? Yep. <clears throat> and that's the only edge you have? Probably not. Okay. Why? I just want to know. I'm going to pick your brain. Well, I want to know why. <laughs> Because there are, I've I've seen my I've seen the pros and the cons. Obviously, you want them. You don't want the wind in your face. But there are sometimes a time to do it. I cannot lie. I've done it. I always time. feel like I'll shoot them in the so ass. So I have as well, like facing west, and you have a northwest or a southwest wind, right? So right. they're kind of coming over your back shoulder, yeah. right? I would never even consider it if it was, like, straight west, like, directly yeah. in my face. You wouldn't do think. it directly ever? No. Here's why. One, it also comes down to, obviously, if I have big-ass fucking trees behind me. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not doing it. But say it's just a little stretch of CRP grass, right? Right. If I can go back shoulder, maybe, right in my face. Probably not. Here's my reasons. One, if it doesn't work and your clients semi-know what they're doing, they're going to think you're an idiot. Okay, even pause. if Even if it has nothing, like, it literally could be nothing to do with Okay, pause. What if, what if you told your clients, hey, I know this sounds fucking stupid, and this could work or it could not work, but it's probably going to be better than laying out in the middle of a bright green, winter green, or winter wheat field. I always feel like my hot, not my hides, my spreads are always fucked up. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, you like, have to, it, everything's reversed. I know. And just the way, I, it just doesn't feel right. Okay. Here's my next, my point. I, I, this is just an argument side of things. I'm not going to just go out there and do it. Huh. Those geese go over you and they're coming over you like they're going to come right over you, right? They ain't looking at you. Yeah. They're looking at the decoys. They're not picking you apart. A, because the sound is out there, which you're not making any sound on when you're hunting snow geese from right where your blinds are, right? And B, all the decoys are out there. Yeah. They're not looking. I mean, they might be, but they're not usually looking right where you're at as long as everybody's staying still. I have definitely shot snow geese in the ass out of like a CRP corner. On an irrigated pivot. I did. Yeah, I did, I did it on Lester's. I mean, 
No shame. I just it feels so weird. Yeah, I mean, I the shoulder. You were right. The shoulder thing makes it feel a lot better, but yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that little different actually works really well. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> sometimes it you do get your ass kicked. Yeah. But I think it's just one of those ruts that everybody gets in. Like this is how you have to do it every single time. Yeah. And if you don't do it that way, you're not killing them. Yeah. That's the best part about waterfowl hunting is you can switch up so many different things and maybe you kill them this way one day and then the next day you kill them, you don't kill them that way. Yeah. And that's frustrating because yeah. you're like, man, I figured them out. Like, I'm, no. Yeah. You figured out that pocket of geese on that certain day. Yeah. With like that, that given that weather given scenario. condition. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's, that's the thing. Like, you can never recreate the same hunt twice. Right. Ever. You could try. It's not going to be the exact same. Right. Ever. No. You might burn their ass a couple times in the same field the same way two days in a row, but it won't ever be the same. Yep. So our last, very, very last snow deuce hunt of the year, there was quarter section. The entire thing was wheat. Middle and north, corn wheat. Middle and south, bean wheat. From the south end up to the very middle was a fence line. Then the fence cut west. So there's nothing on the corn wheat side. And then the field over here was just like dirt. Dirt. Got some so dirt. We down sat there. right got some dirt. <laughs> right at the end of the fence, right as it kicked west. And we had a southeast wind. Oh. Yeah. But that open field over here gave them all the room they needed to swing. Oh yeah. That way. And it worked great. Yeah, I do that shit like with the trees, if you have a big gap, yeah, and you're trying to—that's the only hide you have. Yeah, it's off your shoulder. Fucking works like a, yeah, charm. Yep. <sighs> it works good. It does. Um, we had a very large flock Do sit on our face. Yeah, right at first light. <laughs> and the flappers this year, the clones. You run them fuckers, nonstop. Don't turn them off. The entire first hour. Yeah. All them fucking juvies come right to them. Feet down right to the fucking shit. Yeah. Then you start getting more adults mixed in, and you have to fucking play with it a little bit. When they do their death swing, turn them off. Or you just leave them off. They kind of sift out. Turn them on. They sift back. I had a group. It's a flag at that point. Hey, but flags don't work. No. I had a group. Coming, coming, coming. I'm kidding, by the way. I think flags work. Just needed them to fucking either drop a little bit more or sift over top. And they actually sifted out, and I had the flapper off at this point, and I fucking turned it on right as they were sifting out. As soon as I turned it on, they sifted right back and just yeah right to the flapper. Yeah, we crushed them. Movement when you needed it. Mm-hmm. Motion, I guess, when you needed it. Not movement. Motion's the word. It was cool. I I think snow deuce <laughs> to me is like a battle. I go to war with them fuckers. That's that's how I always always think of it. Yeah, it's me versus them. Yeah. It's our group voice, you group. Red Rover, Red Rover. Send the juvies on over. Send Nate right <laughs> over. <laughs> Come on, Nate. <laughs> hey, Nate. Come on, Nate. Here, Grey Birds. Here, Grey Birds. <laughs> but no, it was good. Um, it was very, very good. I feel bad for the South Dakota guys. They're going to have some snow. And not, not just snow geese. Yeah, not in geese. Fucking snow on the ground. Yeah, shit, fucking, it's insane how much snow we got 
Everywhere yep. got. Yeah. Even just north of Kansas. Yeah. I feel bad for you guys. Fuck, Canada might be a messy mess mess. We're going to be doing some quad. Yeah. I'm going to be running some socks. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I would be. That is for sure. We did some quad last year, but we also got a, like a foot snowstorm as soon as we got up there. Yeah. So as long as we can not get any snow, like during the month of April, and it just melt. Right. A few days of shit, and then we should be all right. But <clears throat> what are the odds of that shit happening? Probably zero. I can't lie. I was kind of bored the last two weeks. I'm like, man, should have just stayed up there and finished it out, I guess. I don't know. Should have just fun hunted with me and Jeff the whole last six days. Yeah. I was, it was weird, stir crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's just weird too, going from how busy we are during hunting season to like, yeah, you get a little bit of time off to relax a little bit, and it's like, okay, this is weird, dude. I, I literally <laughs> tied peg eggs for fucking four hours one day, <laughs> getting ready for fly fishing. This shit I would never do. Like, yeah, just sit down and no. Yeah, that's how bored I was. Yeah, well, I mean, I can usually go like one or two days of just like. Sleep, yeah. watch some TV, do some dog training, and then after that, I'm like, okay, let's do something. Yeah, I gotta go. But now, yeah. on. now on to fishing season. <laughs> yes, fishing. Well, fishing guiding for you, fishing fun for me. I know. I'm We're gonna go Sunday. Some fishing. We're gonna go to Ducks Unlimited Banquet tomorrow. Probably get really drunk. Just buy some stupid shit. Go talk to some. And speaking of that, I'm probably going to get really drunk tonight and go to the casino. Hell yeah. Do it up, Ricky. It just seems like a good casino day. You know? Not really. I'm not I'm not a gambler. I'm going to sit at that blackjack table and be like, fucking. Hey, that's gumbo. <laughs> fucking rain man. I hope so. Um, no, I'm too stupid to count cards. Same. But I had to play blackjack. I know my way around the blackjack table. It's just whether the cards give me what I want or not, you know? You hit it or you don't hit it. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mean, you yeah. You do but the lucky lucky? The lucky lucky? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. You call yourself a blackjack what do you fucking mean? player. The you what? put the little chip on the lucky spot? Oh, lucky. yeah. Yeah. What yeah, else yeah. do you call it? Oh, it's a... Uh, no, it's called Lucky f- Lucky. Well, each little certain table. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's like a little it side bet kind of deal. Yeah, it says Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I call it the Lucky Lucky. I know you're talking. I never went on those. Oh well, yeah, you're not a true blackjack player. <laughs> wow. Watch me do it right now. Oh, shit. We should podcast from the goddamn casino. All you hear is. That's me winning. And then me cussing a lot. Or screaming. Last time you went to the casino here, I did give you 20 bucks and you walked out with two hundos. It was nice. Yeah, it was gay. That was on the Golden Buffalo or some shit. Now that dealer going to be throwing out bus cards like crazy and they're going to be giving me fucking face cards all night. Yeah. It's a fucking ball game. It used to be. Split them fucking five. It used to only be two two decks, but now they have four decks out there, I think. Yeah. It used to, here it used to only be two decks, so you could fucking really, yeah, you can really do the dealer, you know? Yeah. But now it's really like, it's against you now. Yeah. Fucking casinos. 
Yeah, yeah, especially if Reed comes, because he'll be sober, he can drive. It's fucking game on. Think how much money I can win. Or lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking lose. I'm due, because my sports betting did not go well. Well, that doesn't mean that you're just going to automatically win because you're due. You're probably going to just if dig you, a deeper rut. If you gamble enough, you got to win eventually. Well, that's until you take out a whole different... What What, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Loan. <laughs> you're going to take out a loan because you're going to have some <laughs> no, <debt>. no, no. <laughs> I have enough restraint to be like, okay. I'm, it, it just ain't happening. I'm out. <laughs> you know? Restraint. But you got you to throw... Anything you throw on the table, you got to be willing to be like, if I lose this... That's okay. Like that's that's how you have to view it. And then as you win, what I do. So if I bet <coughs> Oh, know. I know exactly what you're gonna say. The amount of money that I put in, I put back away after I win that much money. That way I'm going in even. Correct. Kinda. And then you just play but with it, the money so, you So want. if I bet like ten dollars. Yeah, you put ten away. I so. put the ten away. Keep yeah. the ten out. But if that only results to like Thirty dollars. Then I start fucking betting that shit too, and I'm like, oh, fuck it. What's the difference between thirty and zero? Fucking couple big maps. That's it. Hey, no, the difference between thirty and zero is double 30. digits. That's like, I mean, well, I can't get stumped, so I got to bet like a dollar or something at first. Good news, you don't get skunked very often. You go negative. <laughs> so what is that at the end of the day? Hey, I, I think it's time for waterfowling the right way with Dylan Graves. No. <laughs> oh, I didn't even. It's my turn to give you a scenario. Okay. Roll reversal. Roll reversal. This is like role play before fucking. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. Scenario time. About snow geese. Let's do it for snow geese. Snow geese, snow geese, snow geese. Oh, this will be good. I'm excited. My heart's kind of racing a little bit. I'm going to make it a tough one. Oh, God. Two inches of snow. Uh, I'm giving you 20 inches of snow, 25 inches of snow. And snow geese? Yep. Fuck me. Adult edge snow. <laughs> oh, God. 25 inches of snow. Come on. <laughs> you can't right. actually give me this bullshit. I, I am. I, you know what? I can. Okay. Bullshit. 20, well, fine. Here, here's a scenario. I'm, I'm trying to think of a scenario that I can get you good, like something to make you like actually think. All right, perfect. We are in Nebraska. Okay. Okay. Um, just right on the border of Nebraska, Kansas. Mm, okay. Fresh push of birds, right? That's a good area. Fresh, fresh per- push of birds. Nice. Okay. You have <clears throat> a field that is a half mile away from the roost. No. You know what? You have a field that is 25 miles away from your roost. Oh, God. Okay. Okay? Okay. You have a 25-mile-per-hour wind. Okay. They have to fly against the wind all the way to your feet. They're flying into it? They're flying into it. So they're going to come out crawling. But you have... I don't know how you know this automatically, (laughs) but you do. (laughs) Motherfucker be running traffic. You have three people running traffic mm-hmm. on you Bastards. before they get to you. Okay. Your field where the geese are sitting is in a low spot. 
That's where the hide is. Okay. And it's perfect wind at your back. Okay. Okay. Don't forget you have a 25 mile per hour wind. Right. Or you have um, an okay hide on the top of a hill in the same field. That's not in the low spot. But they have to go past the X to you. You know what I mean? Okay. Are you hunting that field, or are you going to try to get on a different field that's closer to the roost because you have a 25-mile-per-hour field or 25-mile-per-hour wind with three other people running traffic on you? But <laughs> it's there's no snow on the ground, nothing. What are you going to do? This is a good one. So I think I would not be afraid to hunt a feed that far from the roost, even with that wind, because I've seen it, and they will crawl down that wind all the way, 25 miles. Now, ah, the other three groups could be an issue <laughs> that are in the flight line, if they're in the flight line. I do think, and I don't have any like scientific reasoning behind this, but if they're flying 25 miles and you get a wind that they have to buck all the way there, but then they can ride it back, I think they make it to you. If the, it's reversed, I don't know why, but it seems like they don't like to buck back into the wind after eating. Hell no. It's like know. going and running on a treadmill after fucking. Yeah, they're all fat and happy. They don't feel like bucking the wind all the way back. I agree. But I think they'll buck it there and ride it back. One thing I will say, if I know someone is trying to run traffic on me, snow geese, they're probably running some big-ass circus show of fucking vortexes, clones, and fucking flyers. I would probably just run a flat spread. Nothing fucking hog wild. Okay. Because by the time they pass three spreads of vortexes, they don't want to see another. <laughs> just my opinion that's a tough one it's tough I think I'm still taking the X still taking the X even though it's in a low spot are we talking like Jack Grand Canyon low I'm talking a low spot here's the only this is the reason I asked you this question <clears throat> that low spot is probably going to do what for him get him out of the wind and it's already on the X, I'm taking the low spot. So what I would probably do... But I'm going to run decoys up that... Up the hill up to the, the top. Hill. Yes. So I would probably take the good hide, low, with a little mass in the front, and then just fucking couple tails. And who gives a fuck if those decoys are all the way upwind of you? I mean, they can be three, 400 yards. Yeah, if they're upwind of you, yeah. they have to go right over your mass? Yeah. That's just to grab their eye, their attention, yeah. really. Yeah, because they're going to pull all the way to the mass. Yeah. With that much wind, I don't want to make them have to fly over a lot of decoys. So I'm probably going to run my mass and leads like out. And then small little groupie family shit for fucking miles. Groupies everywhere. Just fucking snow goose groupies doing lines of cocaine all <laughs> over the place. Showing us their titties. Show us your presties. <laughs> Signing autographs on their titties. Except for the young juvies. You can't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) 
But if and then they said run it all the way up the hill. So even when they're far away, they'll see some on top of the hill. Get to the hill, be like, oh, there's the rest of them. See that in your face. All right, here's my next one. E-collar, not terribly loud because that sound's going to carry forever. Right. You can have it loud while they're coming, but turn that fucker down when they start getting close, otherwise you will fucking push them out, especially with a big wind like that. What's your take on snow goose roost? What, shooting them? Back shooting them. What's your take on them? Ah... I think your problem that I've noticed, there is no fucking way you don't collateral a speck or a fucking pintail. Even on a back shoot? I'm not saying jumping them. I mean, you could say we would have trouble with some of the fields that we hunted in Kansas just because there's pintails and specks everywhere. Yeah. I just feel like if we're not there hunting, the specks that we see and you know they come they look and then they just fuck off right but if those are actual snow geese they'd probably sit and feed with them so then when they get up they're all gonna get up together and go back i gotcha that could be an issue okay plus then you just fuck everything up why not just shoot them in the field i was just curious what your intake was now would it be cool yes <laughs> <laughs> So you're just saying the pintails and the specks is just kind of like a little bit more of a reason to not hunt a roost. Yeah, I mean, I just think like <clears throat> like if they come back in a but your real your real thing is is like don't hunt a don't hunt a roost is yeah. pretty much what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd hunt the fuck out of a snow goose roost if I had a chance. <laughs> No, Just I think about this greasy one day. We talk about a oh yeah, we got an eighty bird day. What if you had a three hundred bird roost day? I do think the migrator spreads over water. Disgusting. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Valid. But I just can't. You know, I just can't back down from my stance about hunting roosts. Yeah. Although. It's okay. Typ- it's the other thing I fun. know about snow geese is everybody says they taste terrible. They don't. I do not think snow geese taste terrible at all, to be honest. I don't know why they get a bad rep of, like, carp of the sky. I'd put them ahead of honkers. Oh, a thousand percent? Yeah. I'd put them right in there with lessers. Yeah. Not as good as spec. They're all, I think I think they're almost just as good as specs. Not quite, but like you said, I think they're close. I just think people will say that for an excuse because they don't know what the fuck to do with them all. When they kill 500 of them? Yeah, and I'm like, I get that, but they get a bad rep. They're eating fucking rice. Yeah. They're eating the exact same food that specs are eating. Yeah. How does that work? You know what I mean? Well, bush. That's, that's one of my arguments. I just. It's true. They're eating rice. They're eating grain. I'd like to do a blind <clears throat> taste test. For someone sometime. Right. You know. Like, what do you think that one was? Oh, that was really good. That had to be the spec. Bam, snow goose. Yeah. That'd be wild. That's a good idea. We should do that. Yeah. We should do that. I'm just saying, I really think people, I don't know if it's an excuse or what it is. I don't know why snow geese get this bad rep of being a trashy bird. The only difference is, is they have giant flocks and they eat the exact same thing. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? They're I don't smaller. Know. They're not. They're not like your honker. Your honkers could be really tough. Yeah. Like. I'll tell you the ones we shoot in Canada. The fat layer on them motherfuckers. Yeah, it's is insane. insane. Yeah. Even. Fuck, dude. We get them here in Wyoming when they fucking are here living here. The big boys. The big boys get like literally half an inch of fat layer on. Yeah. If not an inch. Yeah. That's the other thing you'll see here is like. You'll see like. The mallard fat, bright orange. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's just different. Yeah. Because they have so much fat content. Yep. That. Mm, duckies. Plug duckies. Fuck. Yeah. I'd eat that shit. Yeah, that shit's fucking fire. That is good. Especially on smoke them on the trigger. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's how I'm, that's how I'm hunting it. That's what I'm doing. And we're going to smash them as long as there's juvies. Actually, a day like that, you'd probably just smash them. Yeah. yeah. You know what I've noticed a little bit, though, with strong wind days? Is a lot of them come at once. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they decide to all come at once. But a lot of the time you get, like, two or three good rips and that's it. Yeah. Like, they, they come in that big of lots. And I don't know if it's something with flying easier with that much wind or what it is. Yeah. I have no clue. I don't know either. But I did. I have noticed that. Yeah. And uh, it just snow geese in general just fly in fucking massive flocks. You know, I don't think it'd be a bad idea to run traffic that day just because there was a day when I was in Kansas and I watched those snow geese bounce. Like just stop, rest for a second, lift, fly another mile, lift. You know, I've seen them do that until they got to their axe. I've seen that a lot of, like, when there's a really strong wind like that, you will see them hit ground and, like, six times before they're actually where they want to be. My thing would be, depending on how they come out, if you, first flock comes out and you shoot it running traffic and they, you know, start going this way, that whole flight line's going the other way now. Right. Then you're fucked. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Roll them dice, see what happens. Yeah. I remember we were, t- I don't know if we were talking about this on a podcast or if we were just talking on the phone. I wonder how they determine what field they should hit. When they're flying 25 miles? Because <laughs> that is not uncommon. I know. But they do that often. I know. So it makes you wonder. I don't know. The untold truth of the snow geese. Of the white bastard. They are white bastards. Walking around, yeah. Well, when you get them, it's like it's like killing late season lessers. I love killing late season lessies. Yeah. Can I wrap it up? Yeah, I think so. Wrap it up for Kansas snow goose conservation in Kansas. Bid Kansas season 2022, 2023 in Aww. deep woods. We killed more geese this year than we did last year. So... We, we have another dog in heat. Oh, fuck. It's been lovely. Yeah, Axel likes me a lot because it's Tika. <laughs> Tika's been in heat. I let her sleep with me, and then I get her a little scent on me or something and fuck around. Axel's been. Dude, dogs are strong. Yeah. Labs are a lot more stronger than you think. Dude, when they latch onto your leg. Yeah, he actually. <laughs> you got to start fucking kicking. Last night, he like did a, a pretty aggressive <laughs> wrap around my leg, and he sack-tapped me on the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> he fucking dropped me to my knees. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I watched Rio hump the shit out of that kennel. Yeah, I know. Fucking greasy. Greasy Rio stains everywhere. <laughs> Twab. Can you imagine your dog being named Stained? Dude. His fucking... Come Stained. His blanket humping. He puts a hole in the fucking blanket. He rolls onto his side and sticks his one leg like up in the air. Oh, yeah. And just goes to town. Yep. It's like sideways doggy. Oh, wow. Literally. It's a good position. <laughs> sideways doggy, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. What the doggy knows how to do it, dude. <laughs> doggy knows doggy. Doggy knows doggy. That's mm. a wild podcast. We've done a lot of some hunting, some casinoing. Some snow goosing. Some snow goosing. Some dog fucking. <laughs> some a lot of dog fucking. Yeah. But we're getting into our off season here. We're going to start doing some fishing. We're going to start doing a lot of dog training. Maybe just some dog training people on here. Dog training people. We're going to get ourselves some dog training people. I got force fetch take it this summer. So maybe I'll give you guys some tips on force fetch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah Not yeah. that I'm the best <laughs> at it, but. I will say, my dog does know the word fetch, and he does not drop it until I tell him to mm-hmm. give or release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be good. We could definitely do that. Be good. Big things in the future. Big things on the next podcast, just going to say it. That we're recording in five, four, four three, three, two, one. Bye. <laughs>